But what we did learn through some of the feedback afterwards is that some people want to have that deep conversation in an initial date and some people don't. Um, and I think that's honestly probably a great filter in terms of, you know, okay, this person brought up something really heavy on our first date. Maybe that's not a match for me. Or this person was really lighthearted. That is a match for me. So I think, you know, it's a good filter um, to think about what is important for me in an early conversation. For you, it's a deep conversation and that's perfect. And you could take a question that's open-ended, like what sorts of topics do you love talking about that you don't often get to talk about, which is one of the questions you'll hear later on the podcast in an episode that hasn't come out yet. And you could answer that with something really serious. Like I love to talk about this deep philosophical issue that impacts my existential you know, thoughts on everything. Or you could say, I love talking about squirrels. So welcome in this new episode of the Sovereign Podcast. Today, I am very glad to welcome a special guest who is the creator of a brand new concept, a brand new speed dating concept. And I'm, I don't know if you have heard about this before, but she's Tally. I won't pronounce the last, the, the surname, <laughs> just... <laughs> Not to mispronounce it, <laughs> but she is Tali, a, new, um, a woman from the United States, and she's the creator of Blink, so the Blink Date, which is an audio-only blind speed dating app. And so we will know a lot more about this. So this is what she's doing at night, by the way. And by day, you work as an AI-powered legal tech company as a product manager. Wow, this is very technical. <laughs> it made me think of my studies as an electronical engineering uh, engineer, and um, it wasn't for me actually. But <laughs> probably more technical than I am. So I feel like I, I spend a lot of time asking engineers questions, and I'm like, okay, well, let me digest that into something I can understand and turn it into layman's terms. So you probably you're probably more technical than me. But anyway, you have also um, worked as a lawyer in New York City uh, and you have um, a Juris Doctorate from Columbia Law School. And that is like, when I saw that, it was like, whoa, this is pretty awesome. And now you are a few months into the creation of your app, which will be released by July, maybe. This is like something that you hope. Anyway, I'm so glad to welcome you on the Sovereign Podcast. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so happy to be chatting with you. Yeah, now we want to know more. <laughs> Where should I start? I don't know. <laughs> so can you tell us more about your story and how does this idea of creating this uh, very intriguing concept come from? Yeah, so in terms of the concept for Blank, It actually was born after eating at a blackout restaurant. Uh, so when I say blackout, I mean totally blackout. You can't see your hand in front of your face, pitch black the entire time. And we went into the experience thinking it would just be kind of fun and you know, it would be something different and we'd see what it's like to eat in the dark. 
but we were seated with another couple at the table and we were told you're welcome to talk to other people or you're welcome to have a private dinner and something sparked a conversation between us between all the folks at the table and we had an incredible conversation and we really bonded and it was we, we were just so open with these people that we had just met and i remember after the dinner walking out and seeing this couple for the first time and realizing had i seen them before the dinner i would have assumed that we would have nothing in common and that's really a shame and it was just it wasn't based on anything you know that would have been substantiated in reality it just was based on you know what we look like what they look like what they're wearing if they have tattoos like all of these things that we just make assumptions based on and i realized we do that every day with people that we see in grocery stores that people that we are in meetings with and it's really a shame because we have so much in common with other people and we don't even know it and we write them off before we give them a chance and we do that on dating apps in particular in less than a second studies show that people are swiping in less than a second and you can't get to know someone in a second and um you know you might say well you know i wasn't attracted to the person well are you really able to tell what somebody looks like based on a photo in one second and psychologically attraction isn't what determines whether or not a uh, relationship will be successful long term and attraction builds over time. Uh, and so I just realized it's really just something, you know, it's a shame that we make these conclusions and wouldn't it be beautiful if in the dating context, we gave personality the chance to shine before we made assumptions based on appearances. Uh, and so from that Blink was born. Um, it took eight years for me to finally take the plunge and start working on it. And now, like you said, we're a few minutes, a few minutes, a few months away from launching um, our beta app. That is awesome. <laughs> so you said it took it took you um, eight years. So you had this idea way before, and then you had like this nurturing time. How did mm -hmm. that? Uh, how was it? How what happened? <laughs> So in those eight years, I mean, I went to law school, I became a lawyer, I practiced for a few years, I left legal practice, I did a lot of things. And the reason I never started working on Blank was because it's scary. It's scary to start a company, uh, especially if you're not sure who you're going to do it with. And if you don't have the resources, whether it's financial or technical, I'm not an engineer, so I couldn't build it on my own. Uh, and so there are just a lot of things that go into building a business and, you know, come March, of last year when I first started working on Blink, there were a lot of things that happened right around then. One, Love is Blind came out on Netflix and it became very popular. And I realized this concept of getting to know someone without seeing them first is not something that people would be opposed to. It's something that people are actually think is really cool. And so um, having seen that, I was like inspired kind of to pick up the idea again and start working on it. And instead of doing it in a live in-person context, which I'd love to do once COVID allows and have live events, um, bring it to phone so people can actually have the experience wherever they are in the world. Mm. I love what you say uh, about um, this Love is Blind uh, series on Netflix. Um, and this is a, a first question I really wonder, and this is like a real question, a real like question mark I have on my head. It's like, what, what did change in the past years uh, for people to be like forced or willing to date people only with new fancy ways you know what I mean with new ways of dating because you know like 30 years ago our parents would have been shocked or find weird to connect like with uh, an app 
or just to swipe or to find always like uh, like the the blind restaurants blackout restaurants it's like okay hey that's weird what do you <laughs> why do you need these fancy things in order to make uh, connections and in order to uh to meet people i think there's a lot that goes into it i think Um, technology has actually made it harder for people to connect in many ways. And now we have tools using technology to connect, including dating apps. But when you go outside, obviously COVID aside, and you're in line at a grocery store or you're at a coffee shop or you're at the grocery store, oh, sorry, I already gave that example. You see people on their phones. They're not looking up, they're not talking to other people. They're not having conversations with people that they just ran into. And even if you're at a university with people that you generally know around you, you're also on your phone. And so people just aren't as open to spontaneous conversation. And I think it makes it really hard to connect in real life and meet people in real life, despite what we see in the movies about people running into each other and falling in love. That just doesn't happen anymore as much. And not to say it can't, and not to say that we shouldn't try to meet people in real life and talk to someone at a coffee shop, but it's created a different level of kind of willingness to connect. And I think people are a lot more anxious about approaching someone who's staring at their phone than maybe somebody that, you know, 10 years ago when there were no, or 10 years ago, 15 years ago, when there were no smartphones and everyone's, you know, you know, willing to engage in open conversation. And so I think the technology has kind of created the layers of separation that now people are using technology to connect. And I think it has its downsides. Like I said, it's a shame that people kind of have this anxiety about approaching people in real life. But it's really also amazing because you're you're now connecting with people that you otherwise never would have connected with because you're going outside of your usual bubble of grocery stores and coffee shops and your gym and your workplace and you're now you know able to connect with anyone in your geographic proximity that you otherwise wouldn't cross paths with and so it's got its pros and cons but it's definitely changed and i'm curious to see now actually post-covid if people take a step back from technology a little bit, because I think people have changed how they think about meeting people and starting relationships over this past year and a half. Yeah, it's like people, um, it's like what I can notice from people is that they spend a lot of time on FaceTime or on Zoom because they, they miss and they realize how needing the relationship are in their lives and so it can be like a moment where they realize oh by the way this is really important for me to learn to connect and so uh, now there is a big demand for these ways these new ways to connect and I, I wonder if does this come from from a place of of boredom because they they you know like on um, numbness they don't know how to like they feel bored or it is because they don't know how to connect with, with each other anymore. And so they, they want to have new ways to kind of learn or relearn how to connect. I think it might be a little bit of both. I think for some people being stuck at home all the time, they get bored. For other people, it's loneliness. You know, you used to be able mm -hmm. to interact with people every day at work and now that's You're still interacting with people, but it's not the same as being in a, a workplace surrounded by human bodies. Uh, and so I think the motivation is definitely different um, for different people, but I think there is kind of a relearning of being present that we kind of lost, I think, over the past number of years with smartphones. Like I was saying, people would just go out and be on their phones and not necessarily pay attention to what's going on around them. Um, and now that we've kind of had this time at home forced to be away from our friends and family, we realized what's important to us. Is it 
you know, being in the, the grind and, you know, going from point A to point B and texting in between and scrolling through social media, or is it taking time to actually have quality moments with the people that we love? Uh, so I think there's a, a mixture and I think COVID has probably changed how people think in all sorts of ways. Yeah. So what I can understand is that you blink, the blink date app is like to save the quality of the relationship and to say, hey, you can relearn how to connect and you can relearn and without any judgment and to learn how to like um, be more yourself and ask real questions and have like maybe for once in your life, a real conversation with somebody that you don't know. <laughs> I think it's, so it's some of that, that we definitely want to give people the opportunity to really connect and get to know someone and also to be a little bit more vulnerable. I think when you're having an audio conversation, which is essentially like a phone call, mm -hmm. you have a lot less pressure. You're not worried about the lighting, your hair, your makeup. You're not looking at your, your own video, which causes fatigue. Um, they also, you know, say that in terms of zoom, like there's a layer of, uh, latency and being able to not read expressions quite so well, that creates a little bit of distrust. And so audio allows people to really just disconnect from all of that and really listen to what the other person is saying and really focus on the conversation. Uh, and so we are hoping that people will be able to build better relationships through that. But we're also, like you said, trying to remove assumptions from that, that initial interaction. And that isn't to say that love is blind and, you know, a, a, an amazing conversation with someone you don't have physical chemistry with is enough. Uh, you need to have both. And so we do factor in physical attraction, you know, as part of our matching process, but we don't think that that should be the first thing that you're making a decision based on because um, like studies show that physical attraction isn't a great indicator of how successful a relationship will be or future passion. And so we're just trying to flip the script a little bit so folks can really connect remove their assumptions from the equation and, you know, see what happens, see, see who they connect with that they otherwise probably wouldn't have connected with. Mm. This is a question that I had actually, because we are judging every single person we, we cross in the streets. And this is actually, judgment can be like at a certain extent good for us because this is a, um, a mechanism protection, uh, um, <laughs> a protection mechanism to help us like um really detect if this person is good or bad and uh but yeah for instance the way i met my partner i saw first his photo on internet and then we had a conversation and actually the photo made me like hmm, yeah i want to have this conversation <laughs> And, and so I, I wonder um, how many people, if you have like some statistics or not, I don't know, but um, I wonder how many people are like disappointed with like the appearance of the partner, because at the end of the day, you, you look at the partner like all the time, every day, and this is a huge criteria. And does it depends um, on the person? Because I know that for some people, like the appearance is not like that important, but for some of them, it's like so important. So, you know, uh, how are they satisfied or disappointed after the call? I mean, I think looking at, I don't know if you've seen the show Love is Blind on Netflix, but looking at the show, you can see for different people, it worked differently. Um, one couple, I think, didn't make it because there wasn't physical chemistry for one of them. And other couples found like, oh my God, you're way more attractive than I anticipated. And this is magical. And so I think it's really a range of, 
of possibilities, they do show that psychologically, as we develop connections with people, our attraction to them grows. So if you, and then the same thing goes in the opposite direction. So let's say you meet someone and they are, you know, a 10 on your scale of attractiveness and you're just, you know, head over heels for them physically. And then you get to know them and they're just like a complete jerk. They don't treat you well. They don't communicate with you well. They're mean to other people. You're going to be less attracted to them over time. You're going to, you know, their, their, their attraction just isn't going to make up for that. And on the flip side, you might meet someone that's like in the middle of your attractiveness spectrum. You're like, yeah, he's all right. You know, I, I think he's okay looking, not the hottest person I've ever met. And then as you get to know them, you, their personality makes them more beautiful to you. And so it's just a psychological thing. And so, you know, we might not be able to capture that via an app, via a 10 minute speed date necessarily, but we're trying to give people the opportunity to step away from attraction being that first thing. Because just to also add a little other tidbit on attraction, if we're attracted to someone a lot, we actually tend to ignore red flags more frequently and make excuses for them. And so we end up staying in relationships with people that we're attracted to, even if we're not terribly compatible with them in terms of values or alignment and, and character. And so, you know, there are all sorts of ways that attraction plays into relationships. And again, it's absolutely an essential element for whatever that means to you in terms of what you need from your, your partner and physical chemistry. But it just shouldn't be the first thing that we think about when meeting someone is, is our position. It's an element of a relationship, but it's not the most important or the forefront element of a relationship. Yeah. And I, I think that it will answer the question of a lot of women who like there are a lot of women who comes to me and who, who ask me, Claire, how do I create this deep, intimate connection uh, with my partner? Because this is something I really struggle with. And I think that this is a huge, like a wonderful tool to help to help these people like uh, break the um, break the walls at the at the right at the beginning and start to create uh, and have these funny moments together because I've <laughs> I've started to 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 listen to the date in a bling podcast which is actually an amazing podcast uh, you should like listen to it just after that <laughs> uh, this is like really interesting to see like yeah after actually I met this partner this uh, person like having a fun conversation and then it it how do you think it is easier to make this intimate connection I think um so two things I think it's so much easier to make an intimate connection via a, an actual conversation rather than like a text conversation and that's one of the things that I think makes Blink so great is that you can get that conversation as your first interaction. And while it seems like you're investing more time because it's a 10 minute blind date, it's actually a lot less time when you think about how long does it take you to get from a match to a first date on a traditional dating app where you're swiping, then you're messaging, then you're coordinating, and then you have to go somewhere. Or right now, if you have a Zoom date or a phone call, that's a lot more coordination on your part than just showing up for a 10 minute audio date and then deciding yes or no, I wanna move forward. So it's a lot more efficient and you really get to know someone a lot faster through that experience. Um, and there was something else I wanted to mention, and now I'm totally forgetting what it was. So I'll leave it at that. <laughs> hey, I have some <laughs> more questions. <laughs> uh, what else was it? I think I'm just, uh, it's, it's, I've lost it for now, but maybe it will come, come to me yeah. soon. Yeah, I, I, w I want you to know how you, how does your blink, uh, blink date, uh, dating process work? Uh, yeah. So yeah, can, can you explain this to, uh, to us? 
Yeah. So um, folks sign up for the app. They put in very minimal information. So we don't have any, you know, fancy profiles with lots of prompts or anything like that. It's just your age, your gender, your sexuality, where you're located and kind of where you want to meet someone. And you put in some basic information about lifestyle choices. Like, do you drink? Do you smoke? Uh, religion and politics, like very, very basic. Uh, and you upload a single photo, one photo. Um, and once you've done that, then you put in your availability for the blind dates and we match you with people who fit your parameters in terms of your age preference and your location and uh, your availability. And you have your 10 minute date when the time comes. And after the date ends, you get a pop-up screen, sort of like when you get out of an Uber or Lyft to rate it, you're gonna evaluate your date and indicate how it went. And if it went well, then we'll show you three to five photos uh, and one of those photos will be the person that you spoke with, but you don't know which of the photos it is. And so that removes a little bit of the, the um, potential for feeling like you're rejecting someone that you might've had a really great conversation with and vice versa, feeling like you're getting rejected based on your looks. And so you, if you both rate the date and the photo positively, the correct photo, then you match and you're able to continue the conversation in the app until you're ready to take it offline. So I, I, to make sure I understand well, at the end of the conversation, you rate the, uh, the conversation and you have five photos and based on the conversation, you have to guess which photo it is. You're basically, you're not guessing which photo it is. It's basically asking you if this person that you just spoke with was this person, this photo, would you be interested in continuing the conversation? And if it's this next photo, would you be interested in having the conversation? And experiments have shown that people are actually more likely to say yes on a photo after a conversation than they are before a conversation. So kind of going back to what I was saying about the psychology, we're a little bit like less strict about what our requirements are on you know, physical appearances after we've gotten to know someone. So if we've had a really amazing conversation, we might say yes to someone's photo that we otherwise would have swipe, swiped left on. Mm -hmm. uh, and so again, we're opening the kind of realm of possibility a little bit that you know we're losing in just saying yes or no based on profiles and other dating apps. Mm. So actually it had depths to the to each person before we make these assumptions. And and by the way, regarding the quality of the person of the people who come to uh, the app, does it like the fact that this is like um, audio only? Um, does it eliminate like those people who are more superficial and who can have like, because I was wondering, uh, well, uh, how to make sure people don't have any superficial or artificial conversation during these 10 minutes, because 10 minutes, this is so short. I was listening to one of the, I don't remember the, the two people who were discussing, but they, they were starting to connect at the end of the, of the episode. And I was like, Ah, I I heard the the song. Doo -doo -doo. No, <laughs> no it's, it's it's sad. Um, but actually, you reminded me what I wanted to say earlier when you were talking about how women will come to you and say they want to have deeper connections with people. I think having an app where the purpose is to create these connections through audio calls instead of having photos be the initial filter will bring a different set of people to the app. People who are more serious about wanting to be in a relationship and finding a partner that they're compatible with and not just putting looks first. And so you're getting a different group of people on our app than you are on other dating apps. Uh, and so I do think that there's a different level of commitment. I think people who are using Blink are 
far more committed to finding that compatible partner, lifetime partner, rather than just, you know, a fling or a hookup. And that isn't to say there's anything wrong with that. Like, you know, whatever stage in life you're in, do you, like do what you need to. But in terms of the, it's like a self-selecting process that people who just want to focus on looks probably won't use our app. And that's something that we're totally aware of and okay with. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is cool because in this way, this gathers these more specific person who are looking for depths in their relationship. And so like, this is the audio only, depths only relationships. <laughs> Maybe that should be our tagline. It could be one of our taglines. I'm going to post it on Instagram now. Yeah, deep relationships only. <laughs> and actually, I wanted to ask oh yeah um so during these 10 minutes because like this is like 10 minutes do they do um do they have like some structure or some guidance to how to have this conversation or communicate uh, before the 10 minutes because so i have seen that they they have a questions uh, a question i don't know if they they don't choose the question i think <laughs> and so so the first question is uh do they know how to communicate because like for instance i think to of introverts of people that are not very active to communicate at first sight with at, at first with a person they don't know but they would love to 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 have a try and to experience this how does this um how does this work Yeah, so for date in a blank, we do give the um, participants in each date a prompt and they don't know what it is beforehand. We just kind of pick a question that we think will be fun and give them a chance to answer it. Um, for the app experience, right now, the initial version does not have any prompts, but we do want to introduce prompts, activities, different options for people to help them connect without making it overly gamified. Because really, we want people to focus on the conversation, but we also want to give them tools in case they're nervous or in case they're just tired one day and can't think of anything to ask. Um, so we definitely want to help guide them through that process. And that continues also after they've matched. I think one thing that can be really hard for people once they've matched on an app is, okay, now I have to start a conversation. What do I talk about with this person? Uh, and so we want to help provide a little bit more help after the match experience as well, whether it's by providing prompts or allow it, allowing them to send audio notes. Um, actually, after each date, po folks have the chance when they evaluate the date to put in notes about what they talked about. So when they actually go back to the conversation, if they match, they're able to remember what they talked about. Because, you know, if you're matched with 10 people and you have a busy life, like you might not remember. And I think that's just kind of realistic and it's unfair to expect that you're going to come back into your app three days later and remember who John is when you've talked to another John three weeks ago. Um, so we want to provide that help in conversation at the, the audio date stage and after the matching. Um, we're still exploring different ways to do that, but it's definitely something that's on our radar. Mm. And, and I'm curious to know, uh, do you listen to the conversation when they are speaking or do you jump um, at the beginning of the call and ask the question and then jump at the end to say, hey, this is finished? I was curious. I was like, are they listening? Uh, do they feel at ease? <laughs> listening and we've actually so we got feedback from all of the participants on the podcast and I, some of them said like it was a little weird at first that somebody else was there but I quickly forgot that they were there um, and so you know I think we're pretty good at, at making our presence pretty minimal um, we don't talk a lot before the beginning of the recording we just kind of tell them what to expect 
and then we mute ourselves and we disappear from the experience. Uh, and so I think again, like because it's not a Zoom call and you don't see like this floating bubble, you kind of forget that there's another person because they're muted. They don't. They're they're gone. And in an audio experience, really, you're focusing again on the person that is speaking. Um, so it's pretty easy, I think, to forget that there's somebody else listening in. Okay, so you do that to make sure that the conversation is structured and they follow the guidelines and they stay like uh, asking like good questions. No, it's just it's I mean, 10 minutes isn't that long. So it's easier to just hang around um, rather than worry about the technical components of dropping and coming back onto the call. And, you know, we use uh, Zencaster to record and they have you can turn off the video feature, but if you leave as the host, then I think it ends the call. So okay. it's just technically to, to just hang out and it's kind of fun. Honestly, I, we initially started recording with a different tool that doesn't allow the host to mute. And I would have to like repress my laughter because I didn't want them to hear it. But there were times where I would just start laughing during the date because what they said was funny. Um, so I'm really, really thankful for the mute button in Zencaster. <laughs> I think this is a so funny job for you. <laughs> it's so much fun. And I don't know, maybe it's just me, but when I would eat out at restaurants pre-COVID, I would always like look over to other tables and be like, oh, is this their first date? How's their date going? Are they having a good time? And now I get to like sit in on those dates um, through a podcast and it's a lot of fun. And I feel like you get to learn a lot about how humans interact. And um, it's, I don't know, I, maybe it's just me who thinks that's fascinating, but I, I really enjoyed it. <laughs> Yeah, that is, that is, this is really, uh, as you said at the beginning of the podcast, a social experiment. And yeah. uh, this is really the way I, I perceive it, because even if you, it doesn't match, you have this like experience with another human being, you're like, hmm, that, that was cool. And how do you base your, how do you structure or how do you pick your questions? Because there are questions that can be deeper than others. And this is something I really wonder about because in 10 minutes, um, like for me, I would love to have like a deep question in order to really um, know the value of the person I'm talking with. Like I remember the first conversation I had with my partner, it was like so deep and mm -hmm. it's, it took us like an hour and at the end I was I was sold. I was sold on him. <laughs> and so how do you structure and how do you pick your questions in order for them like to be uh, like fun, but deep enough for them, like to go deep in their personality and to know on what criteria they have to continue the conversation or not. Yeah. So we have like a list of a hundred and some questions that we've gathered. And so each time we'll just kind of pick one. And sometimes I base it on, because in our intake form from participants, we ask, why do you want to participate? And some people leave answers that kind of clue me into what their preference might be. If it's somebody who's just like, oh, I want to meet new people versus someone who's like, oh, I'm totally into the social experiment versus I really want to meet someone. It kind of clues us into what they're looking for. Um, and we used to ask what sorts of topics would you want to talk about, but pretty much everyone would check all of them off, all of the options. So we didn't find that that was all that helpful. So it sounds like most to us, most people are willing to talk about anything. Um, but what we did learn through some of the feedback afterwards is that some people want to have that deep conversation in an initial date and some people don't. Um, and I think that's honestly probably a great filter in terms of, you know, okay, this person brought up something really heavy on our first date. Maybe that's not a match for me. Or so this person was really lighthearted. That is a match for me. So I think, you know, it's a good 
filter um, to think about what is important for me in an early conversation. For you, it's a deep conversation and that's perfect. And you could take a question that's open-ended, like what sorts of topics do you love talking about that you don't often get to talk about, which is one of the questions you'll hear later on the podcast in an episode that hasn't come out yet. And you could answer that with something really serious. Like I love to talk about this deep philosophical issue that impacts my existential you know, thoughts on everything. Or you could say, I love talking about squirrels. Um, and so we do sometimes try to like, you know, offer questions that are open-ended enough to go either end, but we have sometimes also asked really silly questions, like I said, based on kind of what we can glean from the, the uh, participant intake form. We're just like, these people seem like they're lighthearted and fun and would have fun with this question, so we're going to go with it. Um, so, you know, right now, because I'm the human matchmaker, we get to have a little bit of fun with that, but um, the app itself will obviously be automated and we'll have a little bit more of a structured experience. Hmm. Okay, so it will be automated and you won't have any other like a team like as human beings to like match them. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. No, and to be honest, we don't want um, to restrict who people match with. I think, you know, we... We've read a lot about how sometimes algorithmic bias prevents people from being able to match with, with others. So for example, if I am a 30-some-year-old woman in this area and other 30-some-year-old women in this area who are similar to my profile always say no to an, a particular type of profile, algorithms will sometimes exclude those profiles from me. And we don't want to have any sort of exclusionary kind of um, system where an algorithm will train itself not to show someone other people. We really want it to be you are a human being. This person is another human being who's appropriate for you based on your age preference and your sexuality and your gender. Talk and maybe there's you have a lot in common because you might not be from the same neighborhood. You might not be of the same race. You might not think that you'd have a ton in common, but it's very possible that you are very aligned in values and character and interests and sense of humor and all of these other things. And you, you otherwise wouldn't have known that. And so we really want the, the algorithm to be very light, very lightweight, very much like you're available, you're, you match on those param basic parameters, have your conversation and see if anything, if there's anything there. Mm, okay, okay. So this is like um, uh, human algorithm, human-like <laughs> algorithm, like another slogan. <laughs> algorithm, yes. Do I was the algorithm for Dayton and Blake. I will, I will confess that. <laughs> I love this. Um, I mean, I'm looking for, oh yeah, I, I have this. I would love to know. Uh, we, we, we speak about uh, the conversation people have um, during this 10 minutes uh, time. And do you have some recurring patterns that happens in the way that they, they speak, in the way I think in your smile that there are, there are some, so tell me. <laughs> I think the thing we've noticed the most is that people really love talking about their pets. Um, and uh, to be honest, I don't blame them. I have two pets and I love talking about them. So we found that a lot of people love talking about their cats, their dogs, um, things like that. Uh, besides that, I haven't noticed a huge pattern. Um, I think every date is a little bit different and every conversation kind of unfolds in a, a, an unexpected way, some way or another. Um, so it's, it's, it's interesting. Like, like I said, I'm really glad there's a mute button because there are times that I'm just like literally shocked at the response and I just start laughing or like I gasp. I'm like, oh my God, I can't believe they said that. Um, so I, there isn't a ton that we can, like a ton of patterns, but um, 
besides you know people talking about their pets. I do think when it comes to the app it itself, we are excited to start kind of using data to try to analyze which dates went well and why did they go well and what sorts of things did people talk about on those dates? Not that we'll be listening to those, but you know to the extent that AI can kind of process some of this information and anonymize it and help people learn how to date in more healthy ways and have more productive conversations. Um, that's something that we're really looking forward to being able to offer. Um, I think that for people who want to try this concept, they have to try it now because you are here. And um, I mean, the, the value there is with the human connection before the app, like you are here at the beginning and for the all along the, the I think, I, I, I think it, it feels like, um, uh, like secure and like safe because you have another human being you can talk about and it, it, it feels like a really like core human experience and another uh, an, a new way a new dimension to experience like dating up and uh, for for those who want to try like uh, try before <laughs> the app <laughs> goes out <laughs> If folks, if folks are interested, we're we're recruiting for season two of the podcast, and they can experience, yeah, and they can you know hear what the experience is like beforehand by listening to some episodes. But they can submit the participant form, and we're happy to to play human matchmaker and try to get them an audio first, uh, audio only blind speed date. Absolutely. And uh, can you share one last word about uh, people? I think about introverts, you know, like people who are so introverts, there are a lot of them. And um, but who would try who would love to try this experience? Uh, what can you tell them? I think a couple things. One, you're able to have these dates from the comfort of your home whenever you feel comfortable having them. And whatever you're wearing, wherever you could be laying on your couch, under a blanket, snuggled up, and no one will ever know. Um, beyond that, it's 10 minutes. So there's, an, there's like a structure to it. Whereas if you're going out on a date for the first time at a restaurant, there's like so many other factors to think about. You don't know how long it will be. If you're uncomfortable, you're kind of either stuck there or you have to figure out a way how to get yourself out. 10 minutes, you know, you can end the date early if you feel like it, but 10 minutes is a pretty short amount of time to talk to someone. So there's, there's a comfort in knowing that even if you aren't enjoying it, or even if you're ready to stop chatting, you're able to do that in a very short amount of time. It will end in the for very foreseeable future. Um, so I think, you know, it's in terms of a, an experience for introverts, it's a really great way to put yourself out there and meet people while staying in your comfort zone. Let's try this. <laughs> I hope everyone uh, gives it a shot. Um, I know it's not traditional and I know folks, you know, are used to existing dating apps and how they work. But, um, you know, you hear stories all the time about people complaining, saying, I'm going to delete Tinder and Bumble and all these other apps not to target them specifically. And then they should, like redownload it a week later. And that's because it's the easiest way to meet people. It's, it's hard to meet people in real life, like you were saying. And um, you know, dating apps really let you connect with people, but it's hard to make those connections, you know, just by swiping. And so we really hope to give people a chance to, to get beyond that and make those deeper connections. 
And you know what? This should exist for people who are already in a relationship and who want to have more like just friendly relationship with like girlfriends. And uh, and oh my god, I'm just thinking of new possibilities. We have a lot of ideas of where to expand. Um, So yes, you're totally right. The concept extends beyond just dating uh, and we are really excited to dip our toes into other waters. (laughs) Oh yeah, I will. So thank you, thank you very much, Tali. This was a so cool conversation. I really love this. I look forward for the conversation to come out. Please go and check the date in a blink podcast uh this is so fun this is a concept i really really love so basically this is like uh do you want to explain the concept of of the podcast yeah yeah so the podcast itself is two people get paired for 10 minute blind speed dates and they join the podcast they know nothing about the other person we ask them a question on the spot to get the conversation started and give them 10 minutes and you get to be on a fly on the wall for that date and just kind of listen in on how humans connect or you know disconnect and we let them talk for 10 minutes at the end of the 10 minutes we let them know that it's over and we send them a survey afterwards to see if they want to continue the conversation and we'll let folks know which dates were successful and which dates were not at the end of the season <laughs> so cool <laughs> Sorry. And I'm waiting. <laughs> <laughs> we'll 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 uh, change it up for season two. <laughs> okay, <laughs> but I mean this is good because this is based on the on the season like like on TV TV show reality TV show and I I, I like the concept of reality TV uh, but on audio only. It's mm-hmm. it has this um, special savor to it. Like uh, this is. Um, like this is this is um this is cool yeah i i love it <laughs> so happy to hear you like it thank you so much <laughs> so do you have any last thoughts you want to add no i just want to say thank you so much for having me it's been so much fun chatting with you i'm i'm really really thankful <laughs> thank you very much so i look forward to um <laughs> to have the app but um, my partner will look at me what are you doing <laughs> no 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 don't worry <laughs> It's just for friends. We will, we will, like I said, expand into other spaces in the foreseeable future. Okay, perfect. So yeah, go and uh, listen to the Dent in the Date in a Blink podcast and uh, tell you thank you very much. And um, I'm excited for the future. <laughs> thank you so much. <laughs>